Welcome to the Courage Coaching and Counseling Podcast with Savon Penn, licensed professional counselor here in Portland, Oregon. Wherever you're at in life, this podcast will inspire and encourage you to be more brave in life and take the next best step between where you are and where you want to be. My guest for episode 50 of the podcast is my Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, Gustavo Bessa. Gus has been a competitor in mixed martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu for over 10 years. And in this episode, we talk about his uh, background, how he got into jiu-jitsu, and uh, some of the things that he's had to overcome the last couple of years. I don't want to spoil it for you, so we'll jump right into uh, this episode and I hope you're getting off to a good start, uh, to the year, even if you're not interested in mixed martial arts, MMA, uh, or Brazilian jujitsu. Um, I still think you'd benefit from uh, listening to this episode because we talk about overcoming, uh, challenges and staying motivated. And he has some good advice about, um, sticking with things and being consistent. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this episode, uh, episode 50 with Gustavo Bessa. Yep. All right, Gus. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, you're welcome. So fun. Glad, to ha- glad to be here, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Happy New Year. Uh, be- before we dive in, did, did you get anything good for Christmas? Any good gifts? Um. Man, I always tell my people, I'm like, don't get me anything. I'm an adult. If I need it, I'll go and buy it. I work hard so I can, you know, buy my own presents anytime I need. But uh, <laughs> they always surprise me. They always got a bunch of stuff. You know, Maria got me some tools. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Always work, gym, you know? working on the gym, right? <laughs> yes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so practical. Yeah. So i am been looking forward to having you on the podcast all, all year, uh, but, but you were super busy uh, last year. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. Crazy year, man. I know like we've been push, postponing and pushing it forward and whatnot, but uh, finally made it happen. But yeah, it's been a crazy year between recovering from my, uh, my open heart surgery that, you know, I had uh, last year and whatnot. And on top of that, I've been slowly recovering. I've been getting back into jujitsu and competition and um, at the same time, I'm opening, opening a, a second location as well on top of managing the current location and ever growing, you know, we're expanding and we're bigger than ever now. So it's been, it's been busy times. It's been good, good times, tough times, but you know, tough times is what makes strong man. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yes. That, and that, uh, that's one of the things I want to talk about, even for listeners who don't compete in jujitsu or MMA, um, but ha- I want to talk to you about how you overcome challenges and how you push through and stay motivated and keep going forward uh, in, in your goals and, and, and everything. Um, you know, life. man, like my, my life has been nothing but a fight. You know, I know, you know, I came from Brazil. You know, we weren't a very rich family in Brazil, which is the reason why we immigrated here when I was 12 years old and from had to grow up very fast. You know, I was telling Maria the other day, you know, ever since I was 12, I was the only one who spoke the language in the house. So every problem that we ever had, I'm the one calling Comcast. I'm the one dealing with the airport. I'm the one dealing with this at 12 years old, you know, so it's kind of forced 
to grow up a little bit faster than everybody else my age and whatnot. Um, it was always tough, you know, like long story, but like I wasn't, I didn't have papers here where I lived in the United States for a very long time. 13 years, I was illegal here, basically. Mm. My parents brought me here when I was 12 years old. And I basically, I was here until then, you know, I eventually got my papers. I I got married and I got everything right. And I'm a U.S. citizen now and everything. But it was a long journey. None of it was easy. Um, going to college, you know, when I finished high school and I still didn't have papers, I, I was told I wasn't going to be able to go to college, you know, worked so hard in high school, had great grades. I wrestled, worked super hard. And then, boom, you can't go to college because you're not a, a citizen and whatnot, which I understand, you know, different opinions and whatnot. But also overcame that we found a way I found people that were able to help me and we got through that and um and you were able to study uh business correct in, in yeah, I went to Portland State University I got a degree in business management with a focus in leadership which worked out really well owning the gym and leading my team through the years yes yeah so uh earlier you mentioned Maria maybe, maybe say a little bit about Maria for, for yeah listeners. so Maria is yeah. this like <clears throat> world champion female athlete that I, I brought back from Brazil. I met her here once before. And then I, I was like, there's no way that this girl, she works so hard. She's so talented that she's going to stay in Brazil and not have an opportunity that she, she would have to have here. So I got everything in my power, put some money together, raised some funds and was able to bring her here to the United States and an athlete visa, you know, so she's able to stay here full time, train full time, compete full time, represent our team in a, help elevate our team as well because when you get to train with a world champion like her and of course you're going to elevate as well so it's been super cool and i'm happy to be in a spot nowadays that i'm able to give back to not just my community in brazil you know but my community here as well yes yeah and and maria uh coaches uh at the gym uh yeah she helps out yeah and she she helps out um it uh it's amazing i i've been uh training in jujitsu uh next next month it's going to be uh 20, 21 years that i've been 21 years do, wow. doing jujitsu on and off right but maria she's a world champion uh uh, uh athlete in jujitsu she toys with me so if if you are a woman or a girl thinking about uh uh training jujitsu to to uh improve self-defense um and be able to handle yourself i definitely and you're in the area definitely encourage you to to train with maria uh, cause she, she's just amazing. <laughs> she just toys with me when I train it's, with her. It's one of my best sales too. You know, people come in there, giant 215 pound man, strong, muscly guys. And then they just get tossed around by this 160 pound, 170 pound female. And they're just like, what is going on? You know? And I'm like, well, welcome to jujitsu, you know, where we use leverage and the uh, technique to beat power and strength and whatnot. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. On yeah. top of that, she's just an amazing girl too. You know, the more you get to know her, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we talk, uh, you, you know, I could talk about jujitsu for hours with you, but before we talk about uh, people who might be thinking about training jujitsu, I want to go back a little bit to your story. So you, uh, you train, you, you did wrestling uh, growing right. up in, in high Started school. Out wrestling high school, you know, that was super fun, super tough. I became like I really needed, I was very soft before doing wrestling, not very tough, and that toughened me up a little bit. And then after wrestling, I kept going to college. I did a little bit of weight training for a couple of years, but that was just not enough for me. I wanted more. 
And then I saw my buddy Johnny, you know, John Bartlett fighting at the FCFF, same place you fought at, I fought at. Uh, and I was like, whoa, I think this is pretty cool, man. I think I think I could do this, you know. And then I signed up to just, just to do it just for fun. And then six months later, I was like, man, I am hooked. Coach, give me a fight. I want to fight, you know. And then turned out I didn't end up not fighting for a whole year after that. And then uh, <laughs> I was able to finally start fighting. And I fought nonstop. I fought for 10 years straight. My first seven years, I was undefeated. You know, I won, I think, 11 fights in the world before I lost my first fight. That's a, that's a lot of fights. It's a big deal. You know, I was the number one amateur ranked featherweight here in the Pacific Northwest. And I went pro. I had a, a good, good pro pro career, but just just a tough world. You know, MMA is a different, different animal. And in the pro level, even more different animal. Yeah. So um, what were some of the lessons that you learned Um uh, training uh, jujitsu and wrestling early on and then like how did you handle like that first defeat um you know like in, in wrestling and jujitsu you lose all the time there's no like I don't know there's anybody that doesn't lose you know so losing was not really a huge thing for me you know it was it was okay after my first loss in MMA, it kind of took a lot of pressure. You know, imagine seven years without losing in MMA. Undefeated. And then I finally yeah. undefeated, you know, have yeah. never lost a match, like 11 to zero. And then it was like, you know, I just, I, I, I'm not super emotional about things like that. You know, like some days the guys are just going to be better. And that night, you know, my opponent was a little bit of prepared, you know, uh, he did some things that I wasn't doing and he got the win and, we went from there, you know, I came back and fought again and fought again and fought again. Like I said, like my whole life's been, been fights, you know, and there's always mm. obstacles and always, you know, there's no dead ends. It's just, uh, what do I got to do to overcome that? So it was just, just another loss. I lost in wrestling. I lost in jujitsu. I was never the best in wrestling. So losing was not, I was like, okay, well, I got to work hard. I'll train harder and I'll just keep going. You know, mm. yeah. to yeah. be honest, you know, it's funny because uh, as when I wrestled, I was just an okay wrestler. I never really got good at wrestling until many, many years down the world when I was actually doing jujitsu, you know, so. That's, that's amazing because, uh, uh, especially in your MMA fights, your wrestling is kind of like the extra sauce that you have to your, your game. Like that's the edge that you usually have in jujitsu matches is you're just a better wrestler in your highlights. I think, right. But I beat yeah. guys that were like higher caliber wrestlers. They were college level wrestlers that were better than me. And I was just, yeah, it was just an MMA thing. I think it was my timing and my speed and my dedication that set me apart from a lot of my, my career and my, and my amateur years. I was very serious. I was always all in like MMA was my life every single day of my life. Everything I did from my sleep to my eating routine, to my sleep routine, to what I did outside of the mats was all directly involved to it. Like, does this affect my MMA career? Is it going to make it better or not? So if it's not, I'm not doing it. If it is, then I'm doing it. That's kind of how I saw my life back then. Okay. A lot of sacrifices. It was very tough. I'm not gonna lie. I don't miss yeah. it. I miss yeah. it, but I don't miss it. Yeah. So you you were super motivated, super focused, and very disciplined. So maybe you might it might be and you're, that and that's why you were a champion and that that's why you you know you had championship belts uh, locally here um, in different promotions, but as not everybody's like you. So, so how would you, what would you say to someone who struggles with motivation and discipline? And, you know, you coach 
uh, folks that that aren't like gonna try to be an MMA champion. So right. like, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's very hard. You know, I have this talk with people all the time. It's very hard to to teach discipline, to teach people how to follow a discipline and whatnot. But the best way to do it is just you have to make a promise to yourself and you have to follow through with it. Most people they're not able to do something like that until their life literally depends on that. When I get a lot of clients and they're older and they're like, my doctor told me I have to go to the doctor and start, I have to start working out and go to the gym. Otherwise I'm not going to be well, you know, and that's a life-changing thing for a lot of people. And then all of a sudden they have the motivation. It's like, did it really take the doctor to get you motivated to make yourself feel better and whatnot? Um, it's just, it doesn't come over overnight. You know, nobody's motivates overnight. It's over time, over time. You have to keep coming in. It helps finding a good community, you know, like people that are there with the same mission as you. So you're not fighting this battle alone because I, I'm not gonna lie, it is a tough battle, especially if you have no clue where to start. You know, like I've seen people fail over and over again because it's just, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, to get in shape, to self be self-motivated, but on some days where you're lacking and your buddy is not, you have somebody to push you, you have your coach and whatnot, or obviously if I'm fighting MMA, that's literally my life is on the line. If I go out there and I get crushed, I get hurt, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to pay a price. I've seen people get their jaws broken and go into $90,000 surgery debt and whatnot. So I've always took it very serious in regards to MMA and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even when it's not life or death situation, if you try to set your mind like it is, we're way more capable than we think we are. Mm, yes. And, and and that's one of the, the, the things I enjoy most about jujitsu and, and training with people and seeing people like, uh, the, you know, develop the skill in, in jujitsu. It's, 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 it's almost like a, like a superpower, right? Right. Like, um, and it's, it's just one of the most fun things uh, to see kids like realize how capable and strong they are, you know, because I, I see it like, you know, when I come early and I see the kids classes from uh, 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 wrapping up, you, you kind of see the little ones that you could tell they're just kind of shy um, and, and quiet. And then I don't see him for a couple months and then I see him again and they're having fun and they're just like, like a lot more confident, you know, on the mats. And, and they're like having fun playing with the kids there in the gym. Man, I, I don't know what motivates me the most anymore. If it's my own accomplishments or what I'm seeing that these kids just some, some of these kids have been with me since they're four years old. Now they're 14, 15, you know, and how far they have come in like, just not just how much their jujitsu technique has gone, but just their personality, their work ethic inside and outside of the gym. You know how they've changed in school from becoming like problem kids in school where their teachers had issues with them all the time. And now they're like the example kids in school. Uh, jujitsu is, and Joe Rogan said this, it's one of the best best weapons for optimizing human performance, you know? And I truly believe that from, 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 little kids to adults you know we get the little four-year-olds who come in and don't even know how to run yet and we get a move and we teach them how to move first and we teach them jujitsu moves and then we teach them how to do jujitsu and same thing with these adults you know many adults who i don't know what happened people stop playing they stop moving once they get older i guess they get busier and mm. their health is not as important you know like and then we get them moving again we're doing stuff that we did as kids bear crawls and crab walks and 
frog jumps and stuff like that and to get these people moving and six months down the line they're like wow I feel really good I feel really good I have all these new friends in jiu-jitsu now so and then obviously as you know you know five six seven ten years down the road life changing for many people yes yeah. <laughs> the um what you said about um doing it together um, like finding a community is so important because like, you, you know, I, I was trying to stay motivated and work out at home and you know, like, uh, for, for, uh, since this last summer and like, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. Like, uh, uh jujitsu is too much fun. Um, uh, like I, I already work 50, 55 hours a week. I don't want exercise to be work more work. So, yeah. so yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of play. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it, and it's, it's, it's not just fun and games is developing like a really practical skill. Um, oh, the problem solving is you know. huge. It's the huge thing for kids. Like, Oh, I keep losing to this person because they do this one move, you know, like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? And then I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. And eventually I'm going to find out what the counter is to that move. And then. I'll do, I'll, I'll beat him for a little bit until he finds a counter to that move. And then I'll have to find that counter for that move. And, and so on, our brains are always, always thinking. And I, I tell the kids, right. So it's, I get them hooked. I'm like, this is the most fun video game you guys are going to ever going to play. You get to beat your own character. You get to decide how good or bad your character has got to be. Every single one of you have special abilities and your character is going to be like that. Some of you are little and fast. Some of you are bigger and stronger. Some of you, uh, are smarter, some of you are slower, some of you are faster, and that's all going to affect in your jujitsu and how well your your little video game character is going to be. Yeah, oh, I, like, I, oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's um, and and that applies to adults too, right? Oh, absolutely. So like absolutely. like I, I, I'm short in squat, so I I have developed a, a style, a, a game mm -hmm. of jujitsu, and then sometimes uh, I'm uh, a train with uh. uh people or like they, they've got their long thin arms and, and long thing let thing uh, thin legs i'm like oh man you, you you're just built for choking people and like doing triangle chokes uh, again like uh sometimes i'm, I'm jealous of, of of the people's body type but you you just got to accept yourself right yeah. and, well, and, you ma and maximize your style. maximize your same strength. time that they're lengthy and they're good for doing submissions. They're like, it's easy to isolate their limbs because their limbs are so lengthy and whatnot. So easier to catch a big longer armor than it is and catch your little stubby T-Rex arms that you can't ever pull it off of your elbow, you know? So you just gotta know how to use your own special tools, you know, against their special tools and whatnot, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of the, uh, it, the things that makes, um, uh, jujitsu, uh, uh, an, uh, very creative artistic ex expression and, and it just makes it so fun. Um, the, I, I want to shift gears a, a little bit, Gus, uh, uh, to, to pick your brain a little bit about, uh, being an entrepreneur and a business owner, uh, cause, uh, some of our listeners that, you know, they're, they're not going to be interested in jujitsu, but they, they want to be more successful in life or, or reach their goals, achieve their goals. Can you tell me a little bit about like how you adjusted to like the shutdown, the pandemic, and like, how did you survive as a business when a couple of years ago, when, when everything closed down? Yeah, that was a scary moment, man. Like, uh, you know, they told it was going to be two weeks that we we're going to close down. And I was like, you know what? 
let's close down the gym for two weeks. Let's do the right thing. And then those two weeks turned into a month and then it turned into two months and it turned into many more months. And uh, it was definitely tough right off the bat. We lost about 40% of our members, you know, like mm -hmm. boom, I understand people like they lost their jobs as well. So they couldn't continue to pay a membership. And obviously you're not receiving a service. A lot of the new members didn't have that connection with me yet. So they, they just ended up freezing their canceling their membership. And then um, fortunately, you know, I have such an awesome community in our gym and um like I said, I've been with some of these kids since they were four, five, six years old for like six, 10 years now. And uh, their parents have seen me raise them. So when the, when, when COVID hit and I had to close the gym down, I still had 60% of the members, you know, continue to pay their membership, even though they weren't training and whatnot. Um, that was awesome. That was like heartwarming, you know, and I felt really, um, really valued, you know, like, I'm so happy like I put all this work into these people and they actually remembered it when I needed them and whatnot. So that was that was a good time. Um, we did everything that we could still. We know we were making videos online. We were offering like like private lessons online. We were showing techniques online. I was doing storybooks for kids online. So everything that anybody suggested in anywhere on the Internet or in person, I was like, I got to do it. I cannot let this business fail. I cannot let my life's work go down the drain and whatnot um the same attitude that i had for martial arts it's the same attitude i have for my business like i'm gonna do what i have to do like yesterday i worked from the moment i woke up till 11 at night just writing up stuff getting my ads going for the first of the year getting the gyms ready all my online presence all my groups all my members and set up and whatnot but um mm -hmm. non-stop work like <laughs> yes it's not it's not it's, go ahead you, you've been doing this for, for 10 plus years and you're still working hard. To, oh, I'm still work working hard. hard. I just yeah. don't post about everything that all the non-fun things that I'm doing. People only see the, 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 the fun things, my travels and my gold medals, but like at the tip of the iceberg, you know, like all the hard work, the nightless of sleeps or the waking up early in the mornings. And, mm. you know, like the, the year I spent with, with my hard two years that I spent throwing up every morning because of, what was going on with my heart and whatnot, you know, and still having to go to the gym, still having to go to coach, still going out to compete on the verge of having a, a heart attack and whatnot. And life still goes on, you know, Man. nobody cares. And <laughs> those sad stories, they're not healing. Yeah. My landlord didn't care. My rent still had to be paid during COVID. <laughs> so you're, you, uh, you were sick and you were having, you had heart problems for for a couple years before they found out what it was so can you say a little bit more about that what yeah, was the so, actual condition um the condition i believe they're calling they, they decided to go with pericarditis my more pericardium it's this little flap thing that hangs over your heart doesn't really have a use supposedly it protects it from stuff coming in it but um mine calcified they didn't know why, they didn't know what happened. They didn't know if it was my fighting career, if I got hit here in some blood. They didn't know if I got COVID. They didn't know if I got bitten by some mosquito in Brazil when I was a little kid. The doctors mm. had no clue. The only thing that they found out after doing tests on everything, had tests on my liver, my kidney, all these kinds of tests, um, they did a, a echocardiogram and they found my rhythm of my heart was not beating right. Mm. Um, and then that's when we found out this is why I was swollen. I got up to 190 pounds, you know, like 
super uncomfortable. I usually weigh at 160 pounds. So I put on 30 pounds of swollenness, just water retention all over my body, mm. which um, um, they found out was because of the pericardium that was blocking my heart from pumping all the way. So it was only doing half pumps and I was bloating up with water, retained water retention. Man. So doctor said, we don't know exactly what's going on. We're going to have to cut you open. We have a spot open next week. Do you want to do it? And I had been uncomfortable for so long. I said, yes, let's do it. So and it was like a few days before Christmas on the 18th of December of last year. So we got it done. It's a six hour surgery. They opened me up all the way. Uh, as soon as they opened me up, they saw the, the pericardium in my heart and it was all hard. They had to cut it out. So they cut it out. And as soon as they cut it out, my numbers on the screen my, for my heart, it went back to normal immediately. And then obviously they clogged me or stitched me back up, put some iron lines in there. And uh, about yeah. three months after the surgery, I started moving around. I started going for walks. Four months, I started kind of jumping into jujitsu again and moving around. And then six months later, I was competing, um, <laughs> competing. And then I started meddling. And then I finished off the year with a third place at the World Masters, you know, big deal big 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 tournaments one of the biggest tournaments in the world and whatnot yeah. so that was so that cool. third third place in the world masters uh nogi competition correct yeah black in, belt division yeah, yeah black belt division and had you ever placed as high as that i had never i've been 13 years trying to get on that podium 13 years and the one year i just i just was like i'm gonna do it just to get it ready for next year this year is gonna be my warm-up year but all the stars online that day and I was just on point and I, I, I won the matches I needed to win. I walked out of there with the medal. It was pretty, pretty exciting times. You know, that's amazing. It, 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 it took, uh, it, it, getting heart surgery, getting your chest cracked open to, to get on the podium at the championship. Bro I, went, bro, I went from never, ever having broken any bone, never, ever had a surgery, no arm, nothing to like my first surgery ever is getting my freaking chest cut open. <laughs> amazing. Uh, and, and, uh, uh that that's pretty amazing uh that you wrestled and did mma and jujitsu and and didn't have any major injuries for over a decade crazy right that's pretty good as hard as you trained i didn't have health insurance most of my mma career is the other crazier thing man i'm like i must have some kind i don't know i don't really i must have some kind of angel protecting me or something i've been very fortunate very blessed my whole career that i obviously i had dr dan from the uh, Burnett chiropractor that kind of kept me my whole career, any little thing I go see him and he kind of kept me in, in shape and Aligned guided you. me yes. through it and whatnot and recovered from the minor, minor injuries, but never anything major and whatnot. Yes. 12, 13 years down the road now, still feeling pretty good. Amazing. So how old were you when you had your surgery? So I was, I guess, 30, 32, 31. Yeah, 32, 32 yeah. years old. Just 32 years old. Super that, crazy, yeah. Like everybody at the hospital, they're like, usually seven-year-olds are doing this surgery. Like, what's going on? Like, hmm. my physical therapist, he was like, honestly, I don't know. I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. I've never had a combat athlete this young had open heart surgery and have to come back from it. Like, he's hmm. like, you're going to know better than I am when you're ready to go back what you're able to do and what you're not able to do so oh. like, all right and three months in four months in six months in 
and here we are today, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did 15 competitions in the last six months. So ever since I started training and competing, it was 15 different competitions this year. Some successful, some I lost. You know, some of them were just get my feet wet to see what my body was like, you know, but that world's one was, it was a big deal, you know, man, after about that one. That's amazing. And on top of that, I've been coaching, I've been traveling, taking my, my students around competing and whatnot, still managing the gym, training people to, to stay in the gym in the coaching coaches. And last couple months, last few months that we opened up a new location in Oregon city. So I've been playing construction and doing all these other skills that I've don't have and have been learning having to learn to how to do and whatnot but yeah again with the help of the community we've been able to put the gym together it looks amazing we're just getting ready to open up our doors all the way now uh monday actually so new years we've got a few specials going make sure you guys check us on our social medias and whatnot so find out what those specials are nice yeah so the um the first decade you're 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 competing and developing yourself as an MMA and jujitsu competitor. Now towards the, the, the last part, uh, uh, first part of your second decade, you're, you're building your business, you're opening a second uh, gym. So it's, it really sounds like you're just kind of building and developing um, as, as a coach and, and business owner. Yeah, that's kind of my plan. You know, I, I, I got off obviously that was like my college, you know, my second college, you know, the, College of MMA and business and martial arts. Those ten years, in the, in the business, doing doing it, living it, on the inside, outside, being a coach, being a general manager, and helping out with everything. And now, yeah, this next ten years is going to be focused on not developing my businesses, developing my employees, developing my students, and the next generation who's going to be helping me run this. And obviously, probably other non jujitsu businesses as well. I'd like to hopefully diversify my income and have some more money. So in case of COVID ever hits again, I'm not just fully dependent on just my gyms and I have a outside source of income that can help me out. Nice. Yeah. Um, before we, we wrap things up, uh, Gus about, um, uh, uh, adults or, or parents, uh, you know, uh, that might be thinking about, uh, training jujitsu or getting their kids into jujitsu this year. I want, I want to ask a little bit about, uh, like besides jujitsu, what, what are, what are some of the things that you like to do to, to, to manage stress and unwind? Like, what are some of the other things uh, that you like to enjoy outside of the gym? Um, gosh, man, I'm very like, I'm, I'm kind of a goal person. It's like, I almost cannot rest until my goals are met. You know, so I had these goals. I had to get Oregon City all the way done. So now yeah. that's done. Now I'm kind of relaxing. Like I tell my friends, if I re if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would be doing exactly what I'm doing today. I'd be going to the gym twice a day. I'd be still owning both of my gyms. I'd still be there helping my community. I'd still be there training my kids and whatnot. Like this, this is fun for me. Like, believe it or not, I like to do, I like to go to work. I can't wait till Monday so I can go see all my people in both gyms and whatnot. You're not um, trying to escape work. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to escape work. I, I love what I do, man. I really, really love what I do. Uh, I like going, I like traveling, you know, I, I probably should travel a little bit more, not for just competition. I always try to do a tournament and then I go do a traveling after, you know, mm -hmm. but that's just kind of my lifestyle, man. I, I enjoy I enjoy the lifestyle. I like everything that I do. 
when I'm not outside the gym. I mean, I'm, I mean, like everybody else, I'll watch a little bit of Netflix. You know, obviously, I like to spend time with my with my girlfriend Bree. Um, my, my my house, I play with my cats, hang out with my cats. I'm a cat dad. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, enjoy seeing my friends, but most of my friends nowadays are all from the gym. They're all like my students. One like you see people every single day for ten years. There's no way you just you just build that bond with them. That's different than anywhere else. You know that camaraderie just hard to find elsewhere yeah i don't think i've I've told you this as i was getting ready to to interview you today i remember the first class i had with you the first time i met you it was like 11 years ago it it was an afternoon class uh uh judo bill our buddy bill was was there it was just me and him i think and maybe one or two other people uh at 503 west coast jiu-jitsu back then and no gi class yeah, it was a no gi class and and i think you were a blue belt you know yeah and uh but but i i still remember that that yeah that time. man it's crazy it seems like a lifetime ago you know yeah still got the tattoo of us right here in my arm <laughs> that's so awesome man yeah. uh, that, that, it, it makes me happy man that's i mean it is our lifestyle you know every time we train right there fist bump like everybody else yes yeah the uh uh yeah ups and downs you know uh and and i haven't been able to be in the gym and, and be be consistent but you you know I, i'm super proud uh, of you um uh you know a decade plus like just how hard you work the, the stuff that you overcome N- not just like in the story of the stuff that you you've done but like on the mats like it, you know you uh, you, you fight in absolute divisions with like people who are like 40, 50 pounds heavier than you. And just your, your, your mindset psychologically, you, you, I, you, you have an edge. And even if you don't win, you, you, you just, you just bring it every time. So it's just, it's been great. <clears throat> so I said like fighting my whole life, you know, and then I fought MMA. So going out there doing jujitsu, that's fun, man. I go out there smiling. Like, I love that. There's nobody's trying to kill me. My life doesn't depend on it. It's, it's not a stressful thing. Like I do because I really like it. And I enjoy, I thrive. I like the high of being in, in the spotlight of the competition, win or lose, always an experience, always a good feeling, you know, like I wish more people could feel, or I'm, I do help people feel that feeling. I'm always pushing people towards competition so they can understand what it's like, you know, and at the end of the day, we, we train jujitsu. We want to be ready for, for when it goes down, you know, for being able to use it when, when, when there's an event and your heart rate is beating up faster and you have to control yourself and you have to stay calm under pressure and whatnot. So tournaments are awesome. I think they're a huge part of jujitsu. Definitely encourage people to do it, make it a complete part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, as we wrap up our conversation today, I just want to ask you for for advice for uh, an adult who maybe is thinking about training uh, jujitsu, you know, what what advice would you have for them uh, as as like a beginner? So my advice is you got to get in and you just got to do it. People think, oh, I got to get in shape before I go into the gym. I want, I'm going to be embarrassed myself. I'm not going to know what to do. And I'm like, of course, you're not going to go and know what to do. It's your first day. You're supposed to be new. You know, give us some credit. We've been there for 10 years trying to do this stuff. But you have to start somewhere. And you, it's 
very hard to do it on your own. It's very, very, very hard. That's why it's so important for you to find a good gym, a good community, coaches that you connect with, people in the class that you connect with that share similar ideas with you so that you want to come back and it's fun to come back. And it's not like a, oh my God, I got to go to the gym again. Oh, I hate going to the gym. It's like, no, dude, I cannot wait to go to the gym. Like that's the feeling people should have and whatnot. And that's what our members are like. That's why they keep coming back. We've, we've, we've raised quite a few black belts now and we have people getting close to getting the black belt soon too. And people that have been with us for since the beginning, you know, 2009 is when the gym officially opened and we're going to 2022 now. And some of those guys are still there and gals as well. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, do you have any advice, Gus, for parents who would like their kids uh, to uh, start jujitsu, or maybe they're they're starting jujitsu, and you know may, maybe they're like not having fun, or or, or it's hard for them. Yeah, any advice for parents? Yeah. So jujitsu, jujitsu is a marathon, guys. Like it, it's it's going to be a long journey. It's going to be a long journey. So it takes a little bit. So. At first, usually those first six months when you're doing something new, it's frustrating because you're not the best at it. You're not good at it, but you stick with it little by little, little by little. You're going to be a little bit better than the person you used to be and then when you were when you first started. Um, you just have to stick with it. When you have kids, you know, I tell parents all the time, I was like, seven-year-olds don't know what's good for them. If they got to choose, they would sit home, eat ice cream, and play video games all day. There's a reason why seven-year-olds don't get to make decisions. They're not in charge. You're in charge, parents. You guys know what's best for your kids. They might not like it now, and we're going to do our best to make sure they have fun in class so they do want to come back, right? But you have to tell them that they have – it's their job to be there a couple days a week to work on their health. You know, it's not your health. It's their health. They have to want to work on their health. They want to have to to want to feel good and look good and have friends and be able to be physical and – whatnot and all the other benefits that come along with jujitsu but kids don't know what's better for them you have to encourage them and sometimes some kids you have to tell them that's that is how it is you don't have a choice and sometimes you have a choice and sometimes you don't have a choice you know over time those kids always warm up to it and they always end up liking it we make sure our program is fun we're not like rah, 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 you have to do this search and say no the program is fun so that kids want to come back and continue doing it i know if 10 years if they're having fun and they do it for 10 years, they're going to be phenomenal. They're not going to be phenomenal athletes and they're going to be phenomenal people. They're going to be confident. They're going to be uh, like confident in, in inside and outside the mats. And they're going to be able to problem solve in, in jujitsu and outside of jujitsu and whatnot, along the other skills that you learn that we try to pass on and how to stay healthy, how to leave, lead a healthy life and whatnot. Yeah. There's a, a wrestling coach. Uh, who who has the quote that after wrestling, like everything else in life is easy. And I would say jujitsu is the same thing. Jiu-jitsu, oh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, when, when you uh, develop a, a skill and, and you, you learn the lessons of losing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you, but, but you're able to retain your, your, your confidence and your self uh, self image uh, and lose gracefully learn how to lose gracefully, learn how to win gracefully, then like that translates outside the, the gym for sure. Key skills, being able yeah. to listen to your coach, watch your coach, 
and then emulate the movement you, he did and follow directions and be able to do exactly like he did and then sometimes improvise in the moment and have to change and whatnot. All of those skills, they add up over the years and whatnot. Yeah, it over and over again. That's, that's why I'm still here. That's why people keep paying me. And that's why they keep bringing me their kids. That's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yes. And I'll link uh, some some videos of the kids classes uh, in, in the show notes. Uh, so people Thank will you. be able to see what the camps look like. And um, and then I forgot to mention, like uh, your uh, your your partner, uh, Bree, she has a, a, a background. Um, and teaches child development, early childhood development. So, yeah, so lo she has, lots of your programs are. Yeah, um, she has a master's in, in child development, you know, mm -hmm. so probably more often than not, we have discussions at home. I was like, hey, I have this one kid. What should I do? And she has like exactly how to talk to this kid, exactly how to address the situation, exactly how to talk to the parents. She is phenomenal. And I 100% believe partial or a lot of the reason to our success in our program has been Bree's uh, guidance in regards to our curriculum and making sure everything is age appropriate and how to train our coaches how to talk how to talk to the kids how to train our coaches how to talk to the kids and all that goes along into making sure we have a solid kids program and whatnot and all the laws that we have to follow with the state as well which we try to follow everything, you know, we're mandatory reporters. So we're watching the kids. We're making sure kids aren't coming in with, with injuries or stuff like that, you know, and we have exactly ways to ask them to make sure we're not alerting anybody and not scaring anybody and stuff like that. So super yeah. thankful for her. She's, she works for Head Start. So she full of resources, understands all the resources that we need, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. You you guys aren't just developing them physically as athletes, but you, you've got the socio um, uh, 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 emotional uh, development uh, piece. Uh, Absolutely. With, with that too. Yeah. So, we get a yeah. lot of homeschool kids too, man. And you know, homeschool kids, a lot of times they don't get much social life. So they're, they're a little weird. You know, they just hang out around <laughs> their parents sometimes and then they end up being like their parents. And then when they hang out around people their age, they're different than them. So having something like an outside jujitsu gym like that, where they get to be with peers around their age is awesome for them as well. So I've seen lots of good benefits for them and they get to be part of a team. They get to travel around with their teammates and kind of have the same experience as the kids who go to regular school as well. Right, right. Get best of both worlds. I I just laugh at the 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 homeschool thing because we're we're part of the homeschool community off and on it throughout the years. So we 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 get it. Like and um finding uh for kids and adults finding yeah. something that you uh connect with that you belong to that that's fun um that helps with your physical health that helps with stress and emotional health. It that's it's um. Yeah, it it for for me that, that that's why I'm I'm planning on doing jujitsu for the rest of my life, um, and I'm biased because uh, I love it and I just think that you, you know it, even if even if it doesn't become your thing, I definitely encourage everybody to try it, um, uh, and 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 maybe you'll catch the bug, um, but you know even if it's not jujitsu, find find something that is fun that makes you you think creatively and strategically find something that builds your confidence and that um gets you off the, the video games and the screens and off netflix um for uh just just to have a physical outlet um uh, in life to be to be physically healthy um 
Gus. I think, I think it's really important for adults to know too. Like the reason why I'm a little bit biased towards jujitsu is because as an adult, you can do jujitsu a lot of times without getting hurt. You can't play football. You can't go play basketball. You're gonna bust your ankles, you know. Tennis, sometimes you can do, but your elbows are going to go down the drain. Your wrists are going to go down the drain. You know, like you can't go play soccer. Your your ankles are going to, after your 30s, you know. But jujitsu, we got 50-year-old pluses at the gym that are doing jujitsu. And obviously, they're not doing jujitsu like my 25-year-olds are doing jujitsu, doing crazy flying attacks and this and that. But they're moving. They're using their strength. They're sweating. And most importantly, they're still healthy. They're not getting hurt, you know. So it's a form of exercise that makes you work hard gets those uh, those those horn uh what's it called those near or whatever transmitters yeah yes releasing it helps you feel good and whatnot the same benefits as many other exercises but not getting hurt you know you can't be a 43 year old playing basketball and busting your knees you know but you can train jujitsu three four or five times a day a week without getting hurt we, we have proof you know we have a bunch of guys doing it a bunch of girls doing it you know and obviously kids they never get hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah great um, Gus, man, it, it's been so fun, uh, to, to interview t- you today. Uh, any last thoughts? No, oh, man, I talked a lot. I covered, <laughs> covered it all, but people can always reach out to me. I'm super available. I'm on Instagram, Bunzai Bessa. I'm on Facebook, Gustavo Bessa, or manage like all the different social medias. You can reach me through any of them, the BTT Oregon City, BTT Happy Valley page, uh, yeah, I'm even on Twitter if you use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We'll 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 link to it all. Uh th- thank you, Gus. Um I'm glad you um you not only survived the pandemic, but you're thriving. Uh that you're, you're you, that they found what's going on with your heart and that you're 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 recovering and you're you're killing it on on the competition scene. Um and also just um grinding and succeeding as a business owner. So just appreciate uh, appreciate you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to, to train and learn jujitsu from you. Hey, likewise, man. Thank you. You're, you already know how I feel about you. You're one of the original, original guys. You're one of the first guys in our team to ever step inside those cages at the FCFF. I don't know if people know that, but you're in my heart, original samurai. So I got a lot of love for you and thank you for being part of our community and always helping us spread the word and bringing more people into our healthy lifestyle that we like to live. Thank you. All right. Let's have a great year. Let's do it, bro. Okay. The next episode of this podcast, I uh, had an idea for it uh, this morning in, in church, and it's going to be uh, a long episode. It's going to be a mega episode. Um, the purpose of it is going to help you to kind of take stock of where you're at um, here at the start of 2022, uh, kind of to look back and review, uh, kind of, um, how last year went, maybe even look back even further, maybe look back into your past and how life is going and the trajectory of your life. And, uh, it'll, it'll be a, uh, kind of like, uh, what it'd be like if we sat down for coaching or counseling and, Um, So that episode will be about uh, assessing kind of where you're at in life and which way you're headed. And uh, it'll help you make any adjustments that you need to make, course corrections. And uh, it'll cover a lot of stuff. 
uh, on uh, emotional health, relational health. It'll talk about goals. It'll talk about purpose and mission. We'll touch on personality. We'll touch on a lot of stuff. Um, uh, I, I want the podcast to be practically helpful. Um, and uh, so I'm excited. Uh, I, 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 I wrote a ton of notes. And so I need to organize it this week. Um, but we'll put something together um, that will help. I can confidently say it will help your uh, year go better. And maybe even uh, change the, the direction uh, that you're heading in life. I really hope so. Uh, for the better. All right. So watch for that. Uh, again, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope this year is going to be a great one for everyone. Thank you.